There's an old song that says, everybody plays the fool. It may be true, but none of us want to do foolish things. We want to be wise, or at least see ourselves as wise. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here, following God, reflecting on His Word, and responding to Him in prayer. If you're new to First 15, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In Season 4, we're reading and praying through a few New Testament letters. We started the season listening to Paul's letter to Philemon and then Colossians. Now we're turning to another letter written by a different author, James. The letter from James is not so much of an actual letter like Paul's were. He doesn't seem to be writing to a very specific situation in a specific city. It's part of what we call the general letters of the New Testament. In fact, the encouragement and advice that he offers sounds mostly like what Paul would put in the back half of his letters when he's made his theological points and then he turns to practical teaching or application. The intent of our podcast is much like James's letter, to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process, and you can find details about that at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. We're going to spend most of our time reading James, just listening to the scripture and praying it back to God, rather than discussing detailed points from the text like we would in a Bible study or a commentary. James, though, does seem to be written to more of a Jewish Christian audience because he starts out in verse 1 by saying he writes to the 12 tribes in the dispersion, meaning outside of Palestine. And he has a lot in common with the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, like in the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and some of the wisdom psalms. If our goal is to learn to walk in wisdom, we need more instruction in how to do that. Let's listen to the first 16 verses from the letter of James. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and blown here and there. For that man shouldn't think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, restless in all his ways. But let the poor brother boast in his high position, and the rich in his humbling that's coming, because like the wildflowers, he will pass away. For the sun rises with the scorching wind and withers the grass, and the flower in it droops, and its beautiful appearance is ruined. In the same way, the rich in their pursuits will also fade away. Blessed is the person who bears up under temptation, for when he has been tested and proven genuine, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised to those 
who love him. No one being tempted should say, I am being tempted by God. For God can't be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Then when the desire has conceived, it bears sin. The sin, when it has run its full course, produces death. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. It's certainly possible to read James as a collection of memorable verses and short passages that jump from one topic to another. I read it that way for years, and it does have a lot of quotable lines in it. At the same time, with repeated readings and also some meditation, I've come to see something else. James 1 really reads like an index of topics for the rest of the letter. Words and phrases that are mentioned only briefly in chapter 1 are further developed later on in the letter. Here are a few words that stood out to me to watch for. Faith, wisdom, rich and poor, trials, testing or temptation, the tongue, and then speech and action. Now, each one of those make an appearance in chapter 1 and then are referenced more in-depth later on in the letter in chapters 2 through 5. If you want details about where each one of those is further addressed, just see the show notes to the episode. Almost any one of these 16 verses that we just read seems to me to be rich food for meditation. You could chew on many of these verses for a good long time. Here are two of my favorite verses for further meditation. Verse 5, first of all, says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let them ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to them. Or verse 14, But each one is tempted when they are drawn away by their own desire and enticed. I want to mention a few other things that I observe in this reading First, James gives us glimpses of God's character. He calls God generous in verse 5. He also says God honors the poor in verse 9. And then he says God is never tempted to do wrong, nor does he ever tempt others to do wrong. In other words, his intentions, God's intentions, are always good. Now, we could spend more time meditating on any one of these truths. James also uses some memorable word pictures. One of those is a wave of the sea, which he uses to describe someone who's unstable or unsettled in their faith. Double-minded, he calls them. Another word picture in the first half of chapter 1 is a flower of the field that fades in the hot sun. Now that refers to the rich people. There's more of these coming, more of these very vivid word pictures. Just watch for them. And then finally, in this passage that we read, the first 16 verses of chapter 1, James makes a distinction between three things that we often confuse as being one thing. Troubles, testing, and temptation. Let me line them out the way that James makes distinctions for us. Troubles are difficulties that come with life. They are just part of the package. We don't welcome them usually, but they are really opportunities to grow, according to James. Testing 
is a process of revealing what's really inside of us or inside of something. When you test something, you reveal whether it's got what it advertises to be. If it's good stuff, the good stuff's gonna come out. If it's not sound or if it's not solid, if it's bad stuff, that's gonna come out too. Testing happens when troubles come. It can also happen when we're tempted to do wrong. Testing itself isn't good or bad, but it reveals whether we are up to the stress or the challenge of the test or not. Temptation is when we feel a pull to do wrong, a desire that once we indulge it, it leads us down a path of sin and death. James urges us not to mix these things up or to misunderstand God's role and our own responsibility in each one of these three. Let's take a moment to pray now. God, thank you for James. Thank you that he took time to write what you placed on his heart. I also give thanks for the early Christians hearing your voice in this letter and then preserving the word, handing it down to us. I'm encouraged by the charge to count it all joy when facing temptations and trials. God, you are generous and good, and you honor the poor. Shape my heart to be like you, generous, hungry to do what is right and good, eager to honor the poor. Help me, God, to stand strong in the test, to not give in to the desires that pull me toward selfishness, pride, or getting the approval of others. Instead, God, give me wisdom. You know what I need, and I trust you to be generous. 15 or 16 verses of James. It's going to be so worth it to learn what is true faith and also how to walk in God's wisdom. The application each day shouldn't be too hard to see when we're reading James. Now, for today's application, I would encourage you to look for opportunity in today's trouble. Let your faith grow in endurance. Troubles are not just bad days that we have. It can be that, but troubles are also, it can be a season or several months, even a year or more of difficulty. 2020 is a year of trouble for many people, for most of us. But at the same time, I've seized some opportunities in it. I know others have too. If you're listening to this and it's 2021 and you're in a season of trouble, see the opportunity in it. Count it joy, as James says, and look for God. Ask for wisdom to see how to seize opportunity in the midst of trials. Believe that God will give a generous answer when you ask him for wisdom. Even if it's not immediate, it will come. Also, don't be deceived. The battle is really against our own desires, against your wayward heart. Take steps to guard your heart. There are lots of opportunities to apply the truth from God's Word. The real challenge, I find, is in following through and doing it, which is something we're going to see more in depth in our next episode from James. Until then, I would just ask you, focus either on practicing generosity, finding joy in the middle of today's troubles, or putting up a guard against temptation in your life. Verse 15 is a ministry of wordofprayer.com. If you haven't found our Facebook page, we have regular encouragement 
and weekly events that we announce there. So check that out at Word of Prayer 15 and be sure to like the page if you haven't already. If you want to go more in-depth into Colossians and Philemon as a Bible study, we have that coming available called Christ Supreme. Just go to wordofprayer.com or our Facebook page with Word of Prayer to see more details. I pray that in the midst of troubles and difficulty, you will find God's wisdom giving you peace, growing your faith, and making you stronger in the midst of this. Blessings today.